Welcome to Numbers Out Wide with Dr. Doop, the podcast about interesting numbers in the world of rugby. We are part of the Bottomless Rugby Network, a series of podcasts that come out on a weekly basis. Thank you for joining me again this week, and please consider following Bottomless Rugby on our social media pages and podcast streaming services to stay up to date with the latest content. So we are working our way through the recently published paper, Rugby World Cup 2019 Injury Surveillance Study, published by Fuller and his colleagues earlier this year in South African Journal of Sports Medicine. Last week in part one of this feature study, we saw that backline players are more prone to injuries, but that the injury severity or time away from the game due to the injury between the forwards and backline players is similar. This is part two of the study. Let's check the numbers on the location and types of injuries sustained in Rugby World Cup by both forwards and backline players. Alrighty, so to follow on from last week, we saw we took a look last week at, at how often or how frequent players get injured based on the being a forward or backline player. And we then looked at, you know, when they do get injured, forwards or backline players, how long are they away from the game to recover from that injury? So obviously that leads one to the next logical question is, okay, um, what are the location of these injuries? And that's going to be anatomical. We're going to look at uh, locations such as head and neck injuries, upper limb injuries, trunk injuries, lower limb injuries, and so forth. And then the follow-up to that is what types of injuries are they? Are they bone injuries, um, central nervous system injuries, joint injuries, muscle injuries, and so forth. So with that, let's jump straight into the injury locations, and we're going to compare between backline and forward players. Um, so let's start from the top, from the head, work our way all the way down to the toes, and let's see how it stacks up between the two generalized positions in rugby being a forward or backline player so for head and neck injuries we see that the proportion of the injury sustained by the players so the numbers i read out is the proportion of total injuries sustained by either a backline or forward player and both forwards and backs um, sustain on on average similar proportion of injuries to the head or the neck so backline players on average um 25% of their injuries are head or neck injuries. For forwards, it's 28%. When you look specifically into more detail, we see head and face injuries are basically the same between forwards and backs. But then if you look at neck and cervical spine injuries, we see that um, forwards get a little bit more injured in this regard. They uh, The proportion of these injuries is 6.3% of that is neck injuries and we see in backline plays that's only 2.5 percent now this is to be expected in my view simply because forwards are involved in scrums and yeah that is quite a risky area and has been identified to be very dangerous particularly for neck and cervical spine injuries so that is why you can see forwards are a little bit more prone to pick up that injury um, or sustain an injury in that location of their body. Uh, moving on to the upper limb injuries. Um, 
in general, with all the upper limb injuries, we see that backline players sustain 16.5% of these injuries and forwards sustain 20% of their injuries or upper limb injuries. Now, this is not a significant difference between the two, simply because the ranges do overlap quite a bit. But if we look into a little bit more detail, we can see some interesting trends that go on here. So uh, shoulder and clavicle injuries, uh, forwards sustain these a little bit more. So 9.4 of their injuries, 9.4% of their injuries are shoulder injuries compared to 6.3 for the backline players. And this I will simply put down again to scrum. So, you know, forwards, particularly the front row and locks are in quite awkward positions when they go into a scrum and when it collapses we've we've seen before where you know the front row will go down and a guy will stand up and his shoulders just buggered um, it was in a bad position uh, something got pinched somewhere and they pick up an injury so yeah that definitely does happen uh, what is quite interesting as well in this case we see that no backline player sustained an elbow injury during the rugby world cup 2019 but for forwards, 5% of the injuries were elbow injuries. And this, I think, is once again related to, uh, yeah, just being in the scrum. Um, while the wrist and hand injuries, we see backline players sustain these a little bit more often. 8.9% um, of their injuries are wrist and hand injuries, while forwards only sustain these. 3.1% of the time. So, yeah, um, backline players, their hands get quite injured. Uh, not too sure why that is the case. But anyway, um, if we're going to look at trunk injuries, we see that there's really no difference between the forwards and backs. Um, they sustain these types of injuries in similar quantities or proportions. 7.6% um, of backline players' injuries are trunk injuries, while 9.4% of the forwards' injuries are trunk injuries. Uh, nothing strange really going on here. So these are just things like, you know, back injury or sternum or rib and so forth. And th these numbers are quite low, uh, which means generally that part of the body is, is quite safe. Um, but let's take a look at the lower limb injuries. So half of the injuries sustained by backline players are lower limb injuries, 50.6% of them. For forwards, this number is sitting at 42.2%. So this is where most of the injuries occur. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, because, you know, you are tackling and you are running a lot of the time. Um, this is the, the part of the body that is doing the most work on a rugby pitch. And it also kind of gets like when when tackles generally do come in as well. Um, it's also quite quite vulnerable, you know. When players jump up, catch balls, they fall in bad positions. Players on, you know, taking up space somewhere, and they come down, and you know, a leg can get stuck somewhere, or a leg or a leg. We've seen sometimes where a player's leg gets stuck somewhere in a tackle with one person holding onto a leg already and then the second person comes in for the double tackle and yeah the um, the leg is in a bad position and they get injured all right so uh, what we see is that in general backline players get thigh injuries more than or it's it's a bigger proportion of their injuries are thigh injuries compared to the forwards um, particularly the anterior thigh meaning the the front part of the thigh 
um, because posterior thigh injuries are similar between the forwards and backs. Uh, posterior, you can kind of think of like if you're going to pull a hammy, you know, it might be something like that. Um, but your quad, it seems that anterior thigh injuries are a bit more prevalent in backline players. I uh, wonder if that's just the case of like, you know, uh, they get they get a solid knock on the leg and that leg is a little bit dead or so forth. But on the other hand, we see um, for knee injuries, um, forwards sustain these uh, a lot more than backline players. So the proportion of knee injuries in backline players is only 8.9%, but it's almost double that for forwards. Um, which, yeah, I mean, that's not good for forwards because, I mean that's they're using their legs a lot of the time to do all that heavy lifting and so forth so if your joint goes the knee uh you're done you're not going to contribute at all on the field anymore um so yeah it kind of sucks that that knees for big guys is a little bit on the weaker side um but once again you can kind of see where this is going um forwards are probably more likely to be in these bad positions stuck in a ruck somewhere stuck in a scrum somewhere and this can happen where knees go and also if you if you think about it um a lot of the forwards when they are defending close to the ruck uh, that's generally when a forward will tackle the lowest and we we generally see some of these chop tackles come into play and yeah that is definitely an opportunity where you know someone can injure someone else's knee because of that tackling and it's a lot of the cases around the fringes it's also forwards that carry these and we've we've commonly seen it before where a guy just gets a bad tackle and yeah the person's knee goes um and then backline players they get a little bit more foot injuries for some reason but it was only really one one or two occasions so not not much there um so in general you can see here that you know injuries you know the proportion of injuries um that they get is quite similar between forwards and back ones we see that forwards are a little bit more prone to the neck injuries uh, shoulder injuries and elbows i think that is mainly due to the sort of heavy lifting that they do in the scrums and then we see for the backline guys it's you know uh, thigh injuries and foot injuries and then for the forwards it's knee injuries that they are quite prone to um, let's move on and take a look at what type of injuries these are um, so let's look at bone injuries first and the proportion that these injuries make up for all the injuries that they get so backline players 10% of their injuries are fractures bone fractures and for forwards it's only 3.1% this i think is just a simple case of momentum and bigger guys you know they it's more likely that you know the smaller backline players are going to break something it's it's just as simple as that and more likely if you're probably going to look at what took place it might be a big guy tackling a small small guy and yeah they get hurt quite bad um and central nervous system injuries we see here um, concussions it's similar between forwards and backline players 15.2% um, for, for, for backline players 15.6% for forwards no real difference but then if you look at nerve injuries we see that forwards sustain these 
a little bit more, and that's driving the difference. So no backline player sustained a nerve injury, but 4.7% of forward injuries was a nerve injury. Uh, that might just be, yeah, uh, once again, scrum-related, because if your neck does take a little bit of a a little bit of damage from scrum training or from the scrum, you're going to sit with a nerve issue. Um, joint injuries, uh, these being non-bone joint injuries, uh, so either a dislocation or like a lesion or meniscus or a disc or something or a sprain or ligament, we see in general, uh, this is quite similar between forwards and backs, so 27.8% of backline players' injuries are these non-bone injuries and 31% of the forwards' injuries are these joint injuries. It's very similar. The, the only real difference is sprains and ligaments. So we see backline players, 19% of their injuries are sprains and ligaments. But forwards, this is at 25. Um, they, they pick up these strains and ligament injuries quite often. And yeah, that definitely, you can now start to, to tie that in with the elbow locations and the knee locations and the shoulder locations. Uh, this is definitely something that's going to happen quite often so guys are probably putting ACLs all the time and that is going to fall under this um, uh, yeah I think so is that ACL but anyway muscle injuries are very similar between forwards and backline players so 38% um, of the injuries sustained by backline players are muscle and tendon injuries and 34% of those for backline players um, this includes things like hematobas and bruises it's basically the same between forwards and backs muscle strains and cramps are similar uh, these kind of just indicate to me that this is just the requirements the physical requirements of being able to play rugby from you know a fitness and muscle preparation perspective uh, so guys, yeah, I mean, everyone is running around on the pitch. They're doing similar kind of things in that regard. So it makes total sense that these would be similar between forward and backline players because that is a common thing between the playing positions. Uh, when you look at skin injuries like abrasions and lacerations, we see that forwards sustain these a little bit more. 4.7% of the Injury types are skin injuries, uh, particularly lacerations. Uh, I, I just feel that this is probably due to, you know, a lot of bodies um, in racks and scrums. And, yeah, you know, something can happen where you get a boot to the face or a boot somewhere and you're going to get a laceration. Uh, a little cut and boom, there you sit. You have a cut. So, yeah, um, this is a... A little overview, a little bit in-depth at times, look at, you know, the proportion of injuries um, and, and their locations, you know, are there neck injuries and so forth, and then we took a closer look now at the type of injuries, and I think the important things to take out of this is that, yes, um, if, if you're going to look at that um, central nervous system injuries here, for forwards, 20% of their injuries are central nervous injuries, but, you know, 15% of that is, um, you know, concussions, and then you sit with some nerve injuries. So that looks bad, you know, if, you, if you're a parent wanting to send your kid to go play rugby, 
that might look bad but if you take a closer look it's okay it's concussions and it's kind of similar between forwards and backs uh, a little bit of nerve injury for the forwards um backline players yeah they get bone fractures a little bit more um in both cases muscle things are similar so i don't think this is too hectic um but it does give you a sense of um what the medical staff have to deal with and what they sort of prepare for so you know it's it's a lot of concussion testing for backline guys you know you're probably going to deal with a fracture in there but when a guy gets a fracture he's going to be out for a while and then it's a lot of sprains and ligament stuff for both backline and forward players um, and dealing with with the muscle stuff so bruises from big heads muscle strains and so forth Alrighty, so with that, let's end it off here for this week. Next week, we're going to take a look at the most common uh, match injuries and the match injuries causing the most days absent. So we're going to we're going to start to look at these types of injuries and how uh, how much time away from the game they lead to, and then also look at um, where these injuries take place within the match whether it's uh, so looking at the match activity looking at whether it's whether it's tackling someone being tackled a collision a ruck or scrum and how they contribute to the overall number of injuries so that will be the final look at at the data next week and we'll also wrap it up in a little nice conclusion of what this really means and how this benefits the rugby community so yeah, with that, uh, be sure to check out next week's episode for the follow-up on this. So if you happen to have the time, please go and read their publication. They have a lot more detail in the study and comparisons to the previous World Cups and how these trends have changed and not changed over the years. So just follow the link provided in the description of this podcast and on the social media pages. Um, also, what are your thoughts on this study? Um, which of these numbers took you by surprise? Uh, you can let me know by comment or send me a voice message on Anchor, making use of the built-in voice message function. With that, thank you again for joining me this week and please consider following Bottomless Rugby on our social media pages and podcast streaming services to stay up to date with the latest content. So until next week, go read the full story, tell your friends about it and stay safe. Cheers. Cheers.